Welcome to the Dermastore Podcast. A chat about all things skincare, skin health. And if you're a real skin nerd, we, we hope, hope you'll, you'll join, join the conversation. conversation. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Dermastore Podcast. Hey, Lara, how are you doing? How's it, Greg? I'm fine, and you? Been a while. Feel a bit rusty, hey? I know. <laughs> Feeling like spring finally, long mad last. And we are gearing up for the balance of the year, which is coming in like a steam train. Been a very busy winter. Always say, you know, Cape Tonians seem to hibernate in winter. And it feels like it's been very busy. It's been a busy, busy time. Mm, I said to someone the other day, I feel like I've been an ostrich. Yeah. Just head in the ground, but not doing nothing. Just, just working, 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 you know? working. Today, we're going to chat about active aging in your 30s. I think one of the things we tend to overlook at Dermastore, well, not overlook, we maybe take for granted is that... Not everyone is using skincare that we're using or that our customers are using. And we often talk to people and, you know, ask them what products they're using. And they're not entirely clued up on, you know, what a retinoid is or a sunscreen or an alpha hydroxy acids. But there is definitely a point in life where you reach an age and you wake up one morning and you see that first wrinkle and you go, I need to start doing something about my skin. And I've also been chatting to a lot of men lately who are super interested in skincare. And that's definitely a shift in the last few years guys coming to me and asking me advice on their skincare routines i'm like hang on this has not been a thing before is it just because there's more awareness around skincare or is it just an age thing and i think it's a combination of those things but i think you need to remember that you can't just jump in with both feet with active ingredient skincare you need to take it with little baby steps Mm -hmm. and just introduce things at a pace that's comfortable for your own skin so joining us in the podcast studio today is also dr webster how are you dr webster no i'm well thank you before we jump into the nitty-gritty of the podcast. Laura, what did you use this morning? I'm very chuffed with my routine this morning. Are you? Yeah. I felt like I was skin-sponding because I felt like I needed a bit of exfoliation. So I used the ZO Complexion Renewing Pads. Okay. The gentle exfoliating yes. pads. And then, because you had reminded me of the serum, I used the Marty Derm Chrono Age Serum. Oh, loving that. It was really, really nice. And then I topped that off with actually one of our new launches, the Marty Derm Rosa Repair. Okay. SPF 30 and I think I found my new sunscreen. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's so lovely. Really, really nice because I'm at the point of aging where I'm starting to see I'm getting my mum's skin with the fine little broken capillaries. So that fine, fair English skin mm. with a little bit of redness starting to come through. Um, so I'm going to start. Do you find it's aggravated by certain things? Definitely. I think my lifestyle, I love being outdoors and running hot, spicy foods. So it's definitely all those things we educate people on avoiding yeah. um but i am aware of it now so i'm going to really try start working on it yeah what did you use i used posh wash this morning which okay. is a new launch from butte it's been really well received for those who don't know it's a cleanser for dry and sensitive skin it's non-fragranced it's just beautifully balanced it doesn't strip your skin formulated with uh, oat kernel extracts wheat protein especially for winter it's a great product so i used that this morning and then i used a product i I've sort of circled back to recently just sort of preventatively going into summer is the Baji 
FXC serum with 4% albutin and 10% vitamin C. Mm -hmm. I'm loving that product. It's really great. I just see good results from it. And obviously just using an antioxidant every morning is just something my skin responds well to. And then I've been using a new launch or a new tester that we're trying out from the States from a brand. It's a very lightweight cream. They call it a natural moisturizing factor cream. Just very light and nice. And very neutral. Very neutral. And then over that, my staple sunscreen, Modi Derm. I don't even have to say that anymore. I think you should get that tattooed somewhere, yeah. Greg. And very excitingly, we will be launching the Modi Derm Active mm. D body lotion next week super excited about that going into summer and their bronzing spf 30 spray as well which is stunning you also see some changes to the marty dim active d packaging quite a big overhaul internationally a lot of people getting confused about the current packaging Mm -hmm. and it being potentially tinted okay yes that was a lot of feedback we actually got at the dim congress recently yes so they've changed the look and feel of active d it's gone completely in another direction but just to know that was the reason why it was just really consumers maybe getting confused that there was a tint in the the oh i love the new packaging yeah i think it's so beautiful and it's perfect for a sunscreen formula yeah and then while we're on it i just thought before we jump into our topic some other new launches coming Mm up skinceuticals age interrupter advanced launching which is just a step up cream on or reformulation on the very well known age interrupter cream for mature skin so that's launching very soon and then they're also launching the phyto mist which we tested in Spain. Yes, we did. It's become known to me that our tester that we bought in Spain, Mm. the nozzle was actually slightly broken. Oh, no. So it was like almost stuck. It was stuck. It wasn't going down the whole way. Uh So. My initial thoughts on this product was like, hang on, this is not doesn't doing... Doesn't mist. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't mist. And then SkinCeuticals South Africa sent us two testers locally, mm. and it's completely changed the experience of that product. Okay. So we are launching it very soon. It mm. is a lovely product, and it goes on beautifully, and I can especially see people, you know, post-treatment, mm. you know, that sort of after a long day at the beach, or if you just want that soothing, comforting spray, it's a wonderful product. I love that product, and I think, you know, we just confidently know the phytocorrective range the family of products is so efficacious that this is just the perfect addition we wanted to chat about some of the things that you might encounter when you're starting an active skincare journey this is actually a topic that was requested from one of our listeners oh thank you so very very cool yeah so i think just starting out there's obviously a few things to to understand and know you want to basically get a good assessment of your skin don't try and self-diagnose it's not always possible to get a good assessment but you know that's why we have our skin therapists on our chat on our support they're helping people all day long send a photo it's unbiased uncommissioned advice they don't our therapists don't earn anything out of the advice that they give it's really just to help people so please if that is the only first point of call that you have then jump on there should we start with ingredients Mm. what are the kind of fundamental ingredients obviously there are millions of ingredients out there what are Mm. the sort of fundamental ingredients we should be looking at incorporating I think top line, there's sort of three that come to mind and that would be for targeting aging is retinoids, vitamin C Mm. and hydroxy acids as the group. And sunscreen. And of course, oh, actually that's just number one, isn't it? Yes, that's true. So those four 
types yeah. of products or ingredients of critical. So that's almost forms that skin health and beauty pyramid approach where you've got your sort of baseline fundamentals and then you've got your cherry on top, mm. which we won't really get too much into today because mm. I think we want to just address the first sort of lines of defense mm. against aging. Yes. And antioxidants play a huge role in that. Yes. What does an antioxidant do? It prevents free radical damage. So, Dr. Webster, why do we recommend vitamin C out of all the antioxidants? Is it just because it's the most proven one, or what is the reason? Well, I think it's the various formulations, and obviously can be combined with other products, like uh, ferulic acid, mm-hmm. like SkinCeuticals, mm-hmm. CE Ferulic. And I think it's been fine-tuned. I think, the again, the formulations, again, I think the companies have fine-tuned the formulations to make uh, great products. Yeah, I think that's also some of the obstacles that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to targeting anti-aging is there are a lot of different vitamin C products on the market and it's how we navigate through those. And I think when we look at active ingredients, the formulation is really important and exactly like you said, it's what type of vitamin C is being used, Mm. what is the concentration of that vitamin C, pH for this particular ingredient is quite important, and stability. So vitamin C is a fundamental ingredient for anti-aging and how it's formulated is really important. Exactly. So I think that's all those things you mentioned and that's why I think you've got to try and buy it from a company that's got enough research and development to make sure that the vitamin C is actually doing what it's promised to do. It's being delivered into the skin it, and, exactly. being, and being utilized in exactly. the skin. Exactly, because there's so many factors. There's yeah. the different vitamin Cs, the pH, that you might have vitamin C in it, but is it actually getting into the skin? And when it comes to other active ingredients like retinoids, for example, what is your stance on that? So definitely, retinoids are just vitamin A products. So they're retinol esters, there's retinol, there's retinaldehyde, which are all the non-prescription products. And then there's obviously prescription retinoids like tretinoin. And we've got, again, a lot of choices, but I think that is one of the mainstays. It's been very well researched. And I think we mainly, the non-prescription one is retinol. The whole problem with the retinoids, it's potentially irritating. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the beauty of the cosmeceuticals is they are able to combine it with other ingredients to make it less irritating. It still must work, but with less irritation on the skin. I think that's the secret of the, the cosmeceuticals, where it's often better than the ethical products or the prescription products. I think the cosmeceuticals are more elegant with synergistic ingredients and less irritation. Yeah, and I think actually recently launched quite a few new retinols onto Dermastore. And brands are really starting to become quite creative with the synergistic formulas. And they're adding in additional ingredients to help not only boost the effect of the anti-aging function but it also helps mitigate some of the intolerance and irritation in the skin so it almost is a one-stop shop type of product nowadays yeah, you are seeing that i mean i think Abaji's just brought in the 360 retinol which mm. has some lovely like green tea that's like really nice supporting ingredients and then you've also got visa acidic skin retin 0.3 which is using bucket chul and retinol mm. together which i thought was really interesting I love that, yeah. there are a ton of retinols out there but as Dr. Webster sort of emphasized, you've got to know you're backing into a brand that's actually done the research and development and that product's going to get into the skin, going to be utilized. Again, I think going back to starting off from like a simplistic sort of viewpoint, you can have your basic ingredients, but some ingredients do tend to work better 
in synergy with others. So we've looked at Modiderm shots, for example, has mm-hmm. done this very well. Vitamin C and licorice extract, those two work extremely well. Actually, that's in Butte Sunny Skin as well. So looking at those smart pairings where it can actually enhance the efficacy uh, reduce irritation and ultimately i think what we always try and talk about at dermastore is you want to maximize the efficacy with the fewest ingredients possible and that is something that is very hard to achieve yes. so laura what are the kind of other ingredients that work well together I think it's a very common question that we get asked on Dermastore is, okay, so it's exactly like you mentioned and what helped us plan this podcast, Greg, is you wake up and you're all of a sudden starting to see a few more lines on the skin and we panic, really. I'm there. So now we try and purchase all the serums and that's not really not what we idea. need to do. Rather, have that consultation and then identify at what stage of your aging will which ingredient help you. So really nice pairings are, for example, a, a nighttime routine would be hyaluronic acid and retinol. So we're going to get that hydration barrier repair and then reconstruction, rebuilding with the vitamin A. And you're going to apply the hyaluronic acid first. First, and then your retinol on top. But then another example, which is incorporating hydroxy acids on a different night, is you could use glycolic acid and niacinamide. So we know that hydroxy acids, particularly glycolic acid, is a beautifully cell renewing ingredient so it helps slough off all those dull dead skin cells and it leaves our skin texture really smooth and hydrated and plump and then the niacinamide that you're going to put on top of that is going to help with a skin tone and evening the skin so maybe your aging is not so much fine lines but it's more the sun spots that you're mm. starting to see almost that mottled appearance that you would rather try and improve and even out so those are some really cool nighttime duos and then these two are really excite me so in the morning you could actually pair vitamin c and hyaluronic acid so your prevention and hydration plumping of the skin or a different combination is vitamin c and niacinamide again so niacinamide actually has such beautiful properties. Not only does it help with evening out skin tone, but it actually also helps rebuild skin barrier function. So these are the little tips and Mm. tricks that we hopefully help guide through our support chat on Dermastore and get the clients really customizing their routine. And I think the other thing is something to remember is that if you've never used these ingredients before, you can expect your skin to respond in a way that might be unexpected. Definitely. So have on the ready your barrier repair cream. Mm-hmm. goes back to our philosophy of skin sponding. If your skin feels like it's taking a bit of a strain using these products, it's natural that it's going to have an effect. So, Dr. Webster, what are some of those effects that we see when we introduce a new active ingredient to a skin that might not have, have used it before? So, we can, often with introducing a retinol, we can get what we call an irritant contact dermatitis, and that's almost to be expected. And that's why we generally stay, start off low and slow. So, often when I prescribe a retinoid, I will recommend they start off, say, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for, say, two weeks. And then I say, if you're tolerating it, then you can use it every night. But sometimes people with the more sensitive skin, they might not be able to use it every night. But I say, even if you just use the retinol once or twice a week, it's better than using it not at all. Definitely. And also, often when I prescribe a retinol, what's very important, which we forget about, is their cleanser. Mm. If I see they've got to using a cleanser, slightly foaming cleanser, they might have a history of eczema in the past, then I'll say, okay, 
we're going to start a retinol. Let's use a hydrating cleanser. Yeah. And maybe just once a day, not twice a day. And often that retinoid reaction is aggravated because they're using the wrong cleanser. Yeah. And I think it's something... And it gets the blame. It gets, it gets the, the blame. The retinol gets the blame. It gets mm. the bad rap. Yeah. I think that's a hugely important point, actually. And we've spoken about this quite a lot, is mm. your number one most important skincare step is cleansing. Because yeah. yeah. that, cha- that changes everything. Yeah. yeah. Like if your skin's disrupted and you're using a foaming cleanser, it's game over. It's yeah. literally game yeah. over. So your cleanser choice actually should be your first decision. Mm. Yeah. Because it balances your skin, it neutralizes your skin, it gets your skin back to that sort of square one, and then you can start building on that. So, very good point. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, what it, do we get your approval on this trend from last year, I think, but skin cycling? So, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you can let me know what okay, you think you about can, you it. you can explain to it. I know about it, but you probably know it in more detail. So... I've been following it and it actually, A, it helps me just follow a routine, keeps me in line. And B, it really has helped me utilize my active aging ingredients and without getting any adverse reactions. So skin cycling would be one night I would use a hydroxy acid serum. The next night I would use my retinol serum. And then the following two nights you're using just a bland barrier repair cream, no actives. And then you go back to hydroxy acid serum, retinol serum, two nights barrier, and you continue following that routine. And I really feel like it's helped my skin. Yeah, I like that idea. And I think this is, again, it's skin sponding. Mm. I think there's climatic change. It's winter, summer, maybe hormonal changes mm. in women, stress. There's so many factors. I think you've got to learn to respond to your skin and maybe understand your skin. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it with a lot of diseases like acne and rosacea. It's understanding the condition, understand yeah. Rosacea. Understand the trigger factors. It's actually quite predictable when you yeah. get to know the, the conditions. You kind of can expect that the, what to happen next. Yeah. There are the unexpected moments, but a lot of these conditions are quite predictable. So if yeah. you know their cycle and you yeah. know, it, then you can sort of adapt to that. So it's ultimate customization for yourself is responding to how your skin is feeling. And that I was just saying before we started. That's kind of how I work my skincare. I don't really have like hard and fast routine. Well, number one because we're testing so many products all the damn time. So we we're always busy with new things but i've learned to just like stand in the mirror and then really decide what to use that day is based on how my skin is feeling and it's kind of a finely tuned personal process but it gives you the freedom and the flexibility some nights i'll be like you know what i don't my skin's just not feeling like retinol okay i'm gonna use so i think it is about knowing and understanding your your skin skin and knowing the trigger factors And if you know you're going on holiday to a humid climate, your mm. f- things are going to be different. If you're going into the interior of the country where it's dry, you know your skin is going to become dry. So you, you're going to change it. Yeah. You know? And women with hormonal, uh, premenstrually, can expect an acne flare. Mm. You know? so I also like the skin cycling trend because we just find it so often that people really do try by all the actives now that we've mentioned. And they try and incorporate it all in one application. Mm. And it's really just not how we should be using our active ingredients. So using it on these specific evenings really helps us apply our products correctly. A guest the other day that came in and said, oh, I'm using my CE Frulic at night. 
well, that's not maybe <laughs> how you should be using it, you yeah. know. So we really need to, it's just keeping it simple and going back <coughs> to basics and using the right active ingredient at the right time. So, and I think also the retinoids develop a tolerance to the retinoids. It often takes about two or three weeks, so you do have to be patient. And I think also you can get this what we call purging. Purging is where, especially more with acne than anti-aging, but you get the blackheads and the whiteheads come to the surface. It's like starting people on isotretinoin. It can get a little bit worse before it gets better. Mm. So I think people have just got to be patient. I think maybe they want instant results. And more is not necessarily better. Start off, I think low and slow is also a good analogy. And also, I think each person is different. And you've got to learn to understand your skin and how your skin responds. I think what I really learned about skin purging recently when we did our SOS article was that, say for example, your skin before you start applying your actives and you have a few blocked pores or you have a little bit of congestion that you didn't really feel because it was very superficial and now you're introducing an active that has a cellular turnover action, an exfoliating action, that is going to resurface that congestion faster than yep. the natural way it was going to. It's going to happen anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So purging really is essentially speeding up the process, yeah. which is a good indication because it means your product's working. Yeah, and don't no. be deterred by that. No. I think a lot of people get put off by a product and we often hear it on our support. Oh, that made me break out. We yeah. actually like, that's a good thing. Yes. You know, we like, good, keep going. Push through. Trust the process, keep going, and then you'll see the results later on. So, Dr. Webster, let's just put it, what is the number one anti-aging skincare ingredient? I think a retinoid. I disagree. Do you? <laughs> no. well, well, maybe if you take it a broader sense, sun avoidance, there we go. sun protection, sunscreen. <laughs> it's no use using all these things and you're going to lie in the sun. Yes. Yeah. That's so, what I was. so, it's sun avoidance, yes. sun protection, wear the hat, seek the shade, mm. and decent sunscreen. And that's actually, Greg, a big focus for us, you know. Um, Going into summer, of course. Yeah. I also don't think, like, don't hide away from the sun at every single opportunity. I think the sun, we have sunscreens, we have hats, but live your life mm. as sure. well. You know, live your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. life is here to be enjoyed. We're so thankful for sunscreens because it's ha- actually helped us live fuller lives. Mm. You can go for that bicycle ride. You can go for that run. Obviously, don't do it in midday. But there are ways to be protected. You don't have to hide in a cupboard for the whole of the summer. Enjoy life. Get your outdoor activities in early or in the late afternoon. And wear your sunscreen. Enjoy yourself while you're doing it. Yeah, and the sunscreens, we've always said it. It's something we always speak about is that the formulations have come so far that now you can go for your run without stinging and burning your eyes. Really exciting. And we are so lucky to be exposed to new formulations all the time with sunscreens as well. So we always get excited to bring you new sunscreens and new formulations. I think that's all for today's episode. Uh, Thanks, Dr. Webster and Lara, for joining us again. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe if you're keen to learn more about what we have to say. We would also really love your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you have for future episodes. You can email us on pod at dermastore.co.za.